0: Yo, tea that all day, every day, feel me? It's still a Brooklyn thing, fam. Welcome to Carryism Speaks. I am your host, Carryisms, aka Toronto's favorite Brooklyn girl, a writer, singer, podcaster, and YouTuber at carryisms.com. Every week, I share commentary and interviews on the adventures of life from a millennial's point of view. Some adventures may be personal, some may be professional. Either way, I hope you can stay tuned and stay true. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Carries and Speaks. I am really excited for you guys to tune in to this episode because I wanted to talk about what it takes to be an artist, what it takes to be a creative, and a lot of the self-discipline and vision and planning that goes into it. So I got the chance to sit down with Super Ivy, also known as the Hashtag Hero. She's a producer, creative director, marketing strategist, and new author and designer of The Hero Planner. And I got to sit down and talk to her about what it takes to plan around your content, And the work that goes into that and the belief in yourself that goes into that and just how it can affect you and in a positive way on a holistic level, not only just professionally, but personally. So let's get into the conversation. Thank you, Super Ivy, for being a guest on Carriers and Speaks and welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. I'm
0: so excited to chat with you too, because we usually, I don't know if you mind us sharing this, we usually talk when we can every week about what we're doing. Super Ivy is a peer mentor of mine who helps me become the best creative that I can be. So I thought that it would be a really good thing to share her expertise with all of you, whoever's listening, and to share some tips. And today we wanted to talk about planning. You wanted to talk about having vision boards and just having vision in general. What made you want to become an entrepreneur? I had to think back to this. What made me want to become
1: an entrepreneur? Because I've always kind of veered in that direction anyway. Mm -hmm. But when I gave it some thought, I realized that it was because I was always a maker. I was really creative. still am. And I love to like make things. When I was a kid, I would like to make stuff. And then eventually sell it you know some people would be like oh i want one here i'll pay you for it and that's basically how my entrepreneurial journey started it started when i was like quite young okay and just making things for you know for fun and then
0: people saying that they found it valuable when we were in college together you had benji omega Mm -hmm. and you taught me how to knit because i only knew how to crochet at the time and I remember coming over to your house and you taught me how to knit. And then we were just on campus selling stuff. And that was a really cool experience. That mm-hmm. was like the first time I made money off of something that I created. And I was really, really excited about that. I was like, oh man, I'm a marketer now. I never told you that. It was a memory that I always had. I had so much fun. Because I, I think you gave me a bunch of the yarn and stuff. So I was in my room making the stuff. And it was like the best time ever. And then to see that turn into money... I was like, wow. I'm
1: so glad we could have we shared that yeah. Like yeah, yeah.
0: Like having like...
1: reminded me about that, like last in the past. So
0: the trajectory from your younger years to now, what happened in between that time to get you from that place of, you know, wanting to create things and where you are now, where you're actually a creative director and you're a marketing strategist and all those things.
1: Yeah, totally. I mean, it all bridged from all these experiences of, trying different business ideas and creating different things and selling them basically brought me to where I am now. I realized back then, like, for example, with Benji Omega was knitted accessories. Once I started get into the nitty gritty of the details when it came to like factories and outsourcing and things of that nature, if we wanted to keep um, Mm -hmm. our original idea of it being hand knitted together and stuff like that. So it just, at the time it wasn't as sustainable. Like now, we're like moving more towards sustainable fashion and ethical fashion. But at the time, you know, I was like in high school when we first started Benji Omega. And it was, it was really hard to like find ethical means to do stuff. And for me, it was like a deal breaker. I was like, I am not having things sent over to Myanmar or whatever. And I don't get to see the factories. And I know that there's bad conditions. And that's where most of the industry is or was at. Like I would talk to these people who had all these companies just like mine, but they're a little bit bigger. But some of them had never even been to their factory. You know what I mean? And I just thought there were so many things fundamentally wrong about the way the fashion industry was, especially when it came to things being handmade. And uh, I just didn't want to be a crusader at that time for that. I was like, you know what, I am not about to try and become a revolutionary and change this entire industry. I think I might just pivot, you know, like I I I see. Yeah. create something. And that's when I wanted to start doing things. That's when I got into like drop shipping. That's when I got into things that were like, took middlemen out of it or just like an inventory and waste. Cause I just didn't like the idea of having things sitting around like all those yarns and stuff and stuff that wasn't selling or, you know, I just didn't want to have all that just hanging around, taking up space and like not being valuable, you know? So I wanted to start doing things that could be scaled online and that we're just more, more, you know, sustainable and not wasteful. So that's that's what pretty much brought me into like digital marketing, and I learned about affiliate marketing. That's basically how I end up where I am now, like doing marketing strategy, creating books and things like that, eBooks, physical books, online courses, all of that kind of stuff. Because I just I wanted to lessen the footprint and to do something that was I felt like I had more control.
0: That's amazing. I know when we were in college together, you were a marketing major. Mm -hmm. so a lot of what you know now was it from traditional learning going to school and stuff like that or a mixture of both because I know as creators now we're a lot of it is on the go learning from the internet and things like that
1: it was a mix at the time it's funny at the time I sort of resented having to go to college I was like
0: I wanted to be like
1: what's his name like one of these
0: like like Gary V
1: or whatever yeah yeah I'm like, why am I here? I want to be a radical. I just want to work on my business. Y'all don't know. I got a business. Like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But it's funny because I'm so glad that I stayed the course and like finished getting my degree and all that good stuff. Because it's like what I saw as being the most valuable for my college education was the network. Um, just looking for opportunities to meet the right people. So that was really what it was for me. It was less about the content and more about the context in which i met people and followed up with them and the relationships that i could build. So that's what i really needed and that's what i really, you know, strive to get a mentorship and things like that and finding programs that supported the business type of stuff like doing an entrepreneur program at the school or joining certain clubs and things like that. So I would say the most value that i got was definitely from professors, meeting people and other students with their projects. That's how I found out about affiliate marketing, actually. Oh, so wow. Somebody a project, came in and talked about how he was able to scale his affiliate marketing business, like just on the side while he goes to night school. And that's how I learned about that. And I was like, tell me all about it. Like, let's, you know, like, I want to learn, like, show me what's going on here. Yeah. You just never know. It can come from anywhere. And I always like school anyway. So whether or not I was in it I would be reading books and stuff they just probably wouldn't be like $300 books
0: <laughs> that's very true in the day of the life of what you do now as a producer creative director and marketing strategist can you walk me through a day in the life of Super Ivy Sure I mean every
1: day is kind of different to be honest with you but I could walk you through like our regular Tuesday like when we usually have our meetings Oh
0: absolutely and what's your process for creating content
1: Sure so regular day it's like I get up not super duper early it depends because I, I change things a lot so I'll go on sprints where I'm like getting up early all the time but right now I'm not in one of those sprints okay <laughs> I'm in a sprint where I'm going to bed really late all the time uh, so I'm waking up a little later so I would say I do my morning routine between like nine and ten so mm-hmm. like I'll do um, my it's from the miracle morning so I do like meditations affirmation, journaling, reading, writing, like all these different things in the first hour, exercise, etc. I try to do them all. And if I can't, then I'll like fit it in later in the day or do some of it and not all of it. That's how I like to start my day. And then I usually have my meetings already lined up. So I'll have either coffee dates with people, video calls, things like that. Most of my day is spent corresponding to be honest with you emailing people back (laughs) closing deals sending invoices things of that nature outreach I'll usually go to a few events a week if I can Mm -hmm. um depending on how busy I am so a lot of it is like I meet people follow up with them we work together
0: (laughs) perfect so it's definitely a people-to-people process
1: yes absolutely
0: okay and how much planning goes into your day
1: i do my planning on sundays typically me
0: too <laughs> yeah
1: um sundays are like my planning day my laundry day my hair day my nail day my planning day so how much time it usually takes i would say uh, i don't know maybe two pomodoros or something like two 25, 25 minutes
0: yeah yeah Five frames yeah mm-hmm.
1: I actually really enjoy planning. I find it to be cathartic. So I take my time and like to just chill and do it. Even during the week, it's like, at the end of my day, I like to plan still, like I like to plan the next day. So I like to like sit down and do all that stuff. Yeah, I even like to plan in the morning. I'm really a planning type person. Yeah. <laughs> now that you asked me this question, wow. Like loud.
0: I like to plan (laughs) for me, for me, I definitely like to, I like the effects of planning. I don't think I like to go through the process of planning because usually it would take me, um, you know, when it comes to scheduling your content, a lot of people think that there are times when you're doing it on the fly, but there are times when you actually have to use a scheduling program to do it and stuff like that. So, and I, I would get a lot of results from doing that, but it would take me an entire day. To plan a month's worth of content so I'm planning content for Twitter I'm planning content for Instagram I'm planning content for Facebook and also deciding what I want to do for YouTube and stuff like that. It's a lot that goes into it and I don't like that process but sometimes you have to do the the tedious work in order to get the results that you really want to get so in terms of you know liking planning, how important is it as a creative? Because there's more I feel like there's the front end of being a creative person and then there's also the back end that a lot of people don't know about.
1: Right. Being being a creative or a a creative professional at that, there's a lot of admin. I would say like eighty percent of your work is administration and twenty percent is the creative part. Yeah. To be quite honest.
0: Definitely um, true.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for real. It's real. Like you gotta be on top of it. I was just having a conversation with someone earlier today at a meeting about this. I like the Pareto principle, like the 20% that's giving you 80% return, mm-hmm. and then putting as much energy as you can into that. Like it's little tweaks like that. Otherwise, you'll end up being spread too thin, you'll burn out. And I have been there many a time. So I can tell you, like, the reason I am all about planning is because I don't wanna end up <laughs> having a burnout or just being scattered. Really like have things automated as much as possible. If I could be taken out of it, take me out of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can outsource if I it.
0: Manager, definitely, yeah, yeah definitely. Like, if I
1: could just be the manager or the overseer of this cool. being the bottleneck of the business is not fun. Yeah, you know what you were just saying with taking a lot of time to do social media planning. I find that to be normal. You know, if you're especially if you're full time, a whole day of scheduling a month of content is quite normal. I find. Yeah. Like, Or at least most of, or at least four hours, you know, four hours of concentrated work on, you know, the Instagram, the social outreach, like whatever those things might be for your particular business is, that's pretty normal.
0: Yeah, that's very true. But the thing is like, I have to like prepare my heart and mind and soul. I'm Mm -hmm. like today, Mm -hmm. I'm like today we are planning for the month of February. And then you look at, you look at the analytics at the back end and you see, oh, wow, like while I was living my life, I already had content going, and I had this this spike in views for this or this many more likes because I took the time to plan out what I was doing, you know. And mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's very very important. Creating is is a whole lot of fun, but also the admin in a way is sort of creating, and we have to give credit where it's due, you know. If you want to be an actual, there's one thing with being a creative, and there's not it's another thing with being an actual creative professional. There are two feel like there are two different entities. Some people do it because oh it's a hobby or something and other people do it because this is something that I really want to make a living off of. So in order to sustain that kind of career or sustain the level that you want to be at in this industry, you definitely have to do some planning.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly changing how I plan my content. You did ask a little while ago like how do you plan your content? And for me, it's an ongoing experiment, to be quite honest. It's like I try things, whatever works. I try to I either keep it or I tweak it. And like I always try new things. I'm always trying a new platform. I'm always trying a new system. And if something's not working, if it falls in something or if it can be improved, I am totally open to changing how I'm doing stuff. And I'm totally open to investing in things as well, like investing in platforms or apps or things like that, that
0: will make it easier. That is very true, and the thing is that in our industry, things are always changing anyway, so you have to keep on top mm-hmm. of new programs or new software or something so you right. can stay, stay with the times and stay relevant in, yeah. in the industry. When it comes to your vision, you talked about your footprint before, how are you impacting the world with the things that you're doing? How does that align with your vision? for what you want in your in your life in general.
1: Yeah, so for me my top core value is freedom. Like I like having time freedom. I like having the freedom to go places and do things and work how I want to work. And like what I find is that people that come across me or my brand or the things that I'm up to, they want similar they have a similar value. Like they also want that kind of freedom. They're like, "How are you able to do this? I want to be able to share that Sort of, I guess, this expertise that I have in terms of how I've been able to do those sorts of things, how I've been able to sort of quote unquote free myself from like the traditional work in uh, like the traditional work style. Or oh, yeah, environment that most people are in. That's my goal um, in life,
0: so,
1: <laughs> right? And it's a lot of people's goal, and it's a totally doable thing, you know. For me, a big part of that, like broad wise, is through personal development and like creative things. So for example, I just created the planner, the hero planner, and it's all about goals. So it's like, I want to help people to get to their goals, right? To get to their goals in a 90 day period where you can concentrate specifically on these big things that you want to change and to do it in a fun and interactive kind of way, not so like linear and boring as we might've learned through our, you know, academia growing up and stuff like that. But I really wanted to make something that was more interactive and fun, you know, and like more current to today. I feel like today everything's really in your face and in color and like fun. So I wanted to like play off of that and use like social aspects and technology to kind of bring it together too. Also with events and things like that, connecting people, the mastermind group that you're also in. Yeah. It's like, I love being able to connect people and network. That was the biggest value for me in university was connecting, knowing, knowing the right people because you don't have to do things alone. And for a long time, I thought that I needed to like know everything and do everything myself. But when it comes to business, if you're really trying to grow and scale and move from like solopreneur to like having a team, you need to learn how to delegate. You need to learn how to connect with people. You need to learn how to hire for stuff or how to find the missing pieces, the missing links you need. So that's a skill and that's a skill that must be built. And so it's like I want to help people help facilitate a way for people to do that through my own brand. So that's those are some of the ways that I I find my impact to be um, showing through. And also with my work with Kiva, with Kiva.org, the micro lending micro lending platform for people in for entrepreneurs in developing countries. Mm-hmm. So that, that's another thing that I like to another team that I have building like within the hashtag hero umbrella. So yeah, I hope to like build that up and be one of the top lenders eventually one day. That's like the long term strategy for that, like the long term goal. That would be awesome. (laughs) So that's basically a few of my impacts today. So yeah,
0: I love that. I know we've had that conversation about delegating because I've been very resistant to it lately, because I want to my from my standpoint, I want to be able to know exactly what everyone else is doing. And then Mm -hmm. outsource like and it doesn't have to be because I know I can't have every skill set underneath the sun. But when it comes to like definitely the admin part of it, my my logic is like if everything if anything goes left, I know that I can go and swoop in and make sure that everything continues to run smoothly. But I do understand and do honor the the importance of having a team because we definitely can't make it alone, like literally for the pictures that I post on Instagram is not only me taking pictures of me. I have someone that helps me do that. And there's no right. way there's no way that I would be able to do all of it on my own. It's just really impossible. So okay. I, I I, see it intellectually, but I'm like still possessive over it because I'm like, I'm an artist. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I'm just and like, an artist. <laughs> yeah, but I'm like, I don't want to let it go. I'm just like, for me, I'm like, I want to get to a point where I'm like comfortable and it's like clockwork to me and then I let it go. I'm just like, I'm still trying to figure out the ins and outs of what I'm doing. And I'm like, as soon as I can perfect that, and or not even perfect, that's a wrong, I don't think that's a, the right word. As soon as I'm like comfortable or I can sit in it comfortably, then I'm like, okay, I can let it go. And then give it to someone else to to manage. So I'm doing it like, I'm trying to do it platform by platform. For me, I I feel like I'm more comfortable, a lot more comfortable with Instagram than I than I was a year before that. So I'm like, if if the push comes to shove, I can give that to someone. And be like, can you manage that for me? And then now I'm trying to tackle the the podcasting aspect of it. But definitely, that's definitely a gem. Like you can't do it all on your own. You're not you're not going to get anywhere. You're going to keep say you're going to be in the same place. So definitely try to move towards having a team if you can. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah doing it all on your own will, will cause you a lot of stress <laughs> a lot, <laughs> a
0: lot stress. and then you and won't
1: you won't have <laughs> as big an impact as you
0: want exactly you know? yeah. yeah yeah when it comes to your vision as well i know for me i also resisted vision boards and then i actually i didn't make an like the typical vision board last year i just wrote down a bunch of things that i wanted and that was something that i kept like um Doing like mini manifestations throughout the year, and it all of the things that I wanted last year, it came true. Wow! So, what is the importance? How do you feel about vision boards?
1: Yeah, there is a special magic when it comes to vision boards. When it comes to writing down your goals or things that you want, your vision. Yeah, there's a really good Forbes article on it. I could send you the link because I think it's really powerful. Because mm-hmm. they did a lot of surveys with. Business owners and talking about their vision boards and has it been able to help them? And all the percentages and stuff is really, it's really quite interesting. So, if you have your mindset on something, if it's like always about positive stuff, you're going to see positive things around you, you know, or, if you, or vice versa. So, with vision boards, similarly, wait, why am I making these, <laughs> these like visions of things that aren't here yet? But once I did do that, similar story, it's like, whoa, all that stuff, you know, in one way or another came true. And now it's like, oh, a way that I really like live my life and not so much the boards per se, but I think that when it comes to vision, I call it vision planning, like when it comes to vision planning, Mm. it can look a lot of different ways because it's the same reason why there's so many different ways to do the hero planner, because we learn in different ways. Some people are linear. Some people are more like into bubble mapping, mind mapping, or like just visual. Some people like to draw everything, right? So it's like when it comes to vision stuff, maybe, maybe your resistance or my resistance to it at first was like, maybe we're not the collage type person. Maybe we're I'm like not. A, like a list person. Right? Yeah.
0: Like, I'm definitely a actually list person. I have
1: mine written as a list. Yeah. Like same. Have, yeah, like yeah. I have my vision written as a really long detailed list on my Trello and on my walls. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I have the list one and then just to cover all the bases. I also made like one with like cutout pictures and stuff like that, like a traditional one. Yeah. But I find for me the traditional cutout picture one, I don't. It doesn't always resonate as much, but I find it important because when I do sit down to meditate and think about my vision, I see those pictures. Okay, so yeah.
0: For that, I, I can find see it helpful
1: for that because I, I have a like a practice where I like to like you know think up my vision every day mm-hmm. during my morning routine, like like walk through a perfect day in my vision. You know, so that that's what I like to you know, so they all kind of help each other, but it's all based in the same core of like, this is the vision. This is what I want. Here it is in detail like this. Here it is in visual like that. Here it is. Maybe it's in a file, X, Y, Z. But as long as it's there and you know what you want and you like, maybe you tweak it every now and again, but you'll start to see things come together and it'll be freaky at first, but you will be very grateful and very happy that you did what you did.
0: It'll be so freaky. I think the the main thing though is manifesting. I think that's so mm-hmm. important. Like and like you said, what you focus on will happen. The things that you focus on will come to life because in some way you are bringing it from an idea to reality. And talking like bringing it, bringing this conversation full circle from the things that we created and it became something of commerce, or it became something that we can live off of whatever you decide to create or whatever you decide to have happen in your life you have the power to make that happen mm-hmm. and it it goes yeah. it goes besides just like professional things or literally anything that you want in your life you're like this is what i want this is what i want this is what i want and you make the necessary steps to make it happen like i think with a with a lot of creative a lot, a lot of people, when they think of creatives, they think that' we're, our heads are always in the clouds. We're just like, "Oh, what idea can I like can I pick from today to stroke my my paintbrush with or something like that?" And it's just like it comes down to believing in yourself, believing that you are capable of actually achieving the things that you want to achieve in your life, and then doing the necessary work to get to that point because it it mm-hmm. comes with those two things. You have to believe. And then you have to put in the action. And then I feel like the universe in some way would be like, okay, Carrie's doing what she needs to do. Super Ivy's doing what she needs to do to get to where she wants to go. Let me facilitate or help in that process. And then boom, you see something happen that you, that you were just thinking of a Mm -hmm. year, a year or so ago. And you're like, oh man, like this actually happened, you know? So what, what you think You are what you think you attract, what you think you become. That's so, so, so important.
1: So true. And can I I just say like like something that might be helpful to anyone listening, like how I come up with some of my actions sometimes, I'm super intuitively guided. Like I, I put intuition into everything that I do because it's a timeless thing that we all have and we can all tap into it if we're so aware, you know, if we take the time to be aware of these kinds of things, of being self-aware and things like that. So something that really has helped me, it goes along with being with vision boards and things like this. One of the things that helps me is like I meditate in the morning and right after my meditation, like once I'm relaxed and like my subconscious mind is like chilling and like we're like talking to each other, mm-hmm. I'll ask it, like I'll literally ask myself like what's the next best step I need to take today to get me to my goal. Or to get to my next XYZ goal, whatever it might be. What's the next, you know, what's the next best step I need to take to sell my planner in stores in Berlin? Or what is, who Who should I reach out to today to help me get to XYZ goal? Like, because like I said, you don't want to do things alone. So who can I reach out to? Like all of these things are already here. Mm-hmm. And if we can tap into the source that can like, you know, like we already have it here. But sometimes there's so much going on that we're not seeing it, right? So once you're in that, like, that relaxed state, things become much clearer. And, like, you'll, like, for me, sometimes it's, like, I think of a person and I write that person down. Like, I write down, okay, that person I need to hit up. Or it'll be, like, something on my to-do list. It'll be, like, do this first, do this first. And it's, like, super, like, obvious. It's, like, your gut speaking, you know? It's, like, this is your gut speaking, like, telling you, you know, what you need to do because it's actually in your best interest. Uh, so, and that becomes, like, the first things I do on my to-do list. That becomes priority, like, reaching out to a certain person. And can I just say, like, every time I've ever, if it's a person, if I ever, like, looked into them in that moment, it's always been magic. Like, it's always been incredible. They'll be like, oh, I was just going to reach out to you. Or, wow, you're perfect for this opportunity. Like, it happens, like, it's oh, it's happened basically every time. Right? Yeah. Like, like it could have, who knows how long it might have been before I came up with this, you know, eureka moment. So, it's kind of, like putting yourself in a state where you can have eureka moments every day. Mm-hmm.
0: The magic won't happen unless you, you happen, you know, like you have everything Ooh. within you to make that magic happen. That's so, so important. Right. Yeah.
1: Like our brains are like the biggest, best computer there is.
0: It's like willing.
1: <laughs> there can't be anything as close to our brain. So if we could just ask it the right questions, you'll get the right answers.
0: Yeah. And it's ready to, it's ready to work for you. We just have to use Ooh. it to our advantage. That is so true. That is so true. Mm -hmm. So what advice do you have for aspiring entrepreneurs that are trying to make it in your field or in my field? I'm more on the influencing side or in your field when it comes to creative uh, directing, being a producer or a marketing strategist.
1: So much of it is like growth related to you. So I would say really focus on becoming the best version of yourself, whether that's doing more studying, whether that's Finding some accountability partners, like how you and me have, Mm -hmm. or finding like a mentor, someone you can meet with relatively often that can help lead you in the right path because because it's so easy to get just caught up in our own world of trying to do things ourselves that we, you know, we miss out on the opportunity to really scale because we're just trying to like hold it all together when, you know, you can only juggle but so much.
0: (laughs) That's so true. (laughs) There's yeah, only so much you can take. Be... There's only so much of the road you can go by yourself. You gotta go. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's and so that's I would say
1: invest in yourself and like don't be afraid to spend some money on things that will help you. Oh wow.
0: That is so good. You have to spend money to make money. That yeah. is that is one of that was one of the first things that I that I learned getting into it. And then for me, I have to be the type of person to go through something. In order to be like oh okay <laughs> so i was like oh yeah i'll just try to do it like the freeway or whatever and it's like no you gotta like spend money to make money and yeah, i sometimes really yeah 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 i remember i was at a dinner once and someone was like oh like how do you get your pictures just like the pictures that i put on instagram they're like they're so good the, the quality is so good and it's like oh because i invested in this and this camera in order to because I was like I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to have a multi-purpose camera so I can do my YouTube videos, so I can do my Instagram stuff. And I was like this is a cr- camera that I want to use to do that. And and to hear someone's get to get that feedback from someone it meant a lot to me because I was like okay, I'm moving in the right direction. I it put me put me out a pretty penny, but I was like it, I feel like the investment or the return on investment was a was a good one.
1: Mm -hmm. so yeah oh my gosh one other thing that i want to say is to move right so quick and dirty that's one thing that i really want to like if i could drive that home um the philosophy of doing things quick and dirty because for someone who might be a perfectionist as i have been in the past i had to learn and i'm still learning like that things just need to be good enough You know, like they just need to be good enough to go. They don't need to be perfect. They don't need to be at my standard, more or less. They just need to be good enough. And then you can move on and iterate as it goes along. You need to learn while doing and not like do and then learn. You know what I mean? You do and then learn and not like learn and then do, Mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. So it's like you do and then learn on the way. So that's something that I had to become really more comfortable with. You need (laughs) to like, you know, you need to like just get it in your head that like, it's not going to be perfect because you are where you're at. There are other people ahead of you. Like, don't even, you know, it's like just, you need to do your personal best in this moment and just keep at it. Like, you just need to keep iterating, keep changing, invest in one thing. It doesn't work out. Okay, scrap that, moving on. Like, you can't just be like ideating on it for years and years. Oh. Like, maybe one day <laughs> I'll do that thing, or maybe one day I'll get this program. It's like, get the program. Does it work? No. Okay, moving on. It's like, you cannot stall like don't stall on anything because it's just a worth the time and effort of stalling like at the end of the day you won't even know if it really if it really did you was going to do you any favors because you were too busy like theorizing it then doing it there's a person out there already doing it and you're like the person not moving so you want to be the person that's moving because when you move more momentum comes your way so that's something that I wanted to say like um, doing things quick and dirty and just moving on because yeah, you'll get you'll get more momentum that way. You'll learn faster and you'll you'll become better. Your personal best will become better because you're constantly iterating on your own performance.
0: I'm really glad you said that. I used your uh, method of quick and dirty last year and mm-hmm. it was definitely something that helped me get through cuz I was like I wanted to scale back and work on just Instagram and mm-hmm. cuz I was sitting on content for about a year and a half cuz I was like, "Oh, I want to do it I don't even know what I was waiting for I was just like oh I think I want to do it when like July 4th comes or something I don't and I was like that doesn't matter like the time to do it is now the time to make your life happen is now you're literally letting your yeah because you're in this process of making all of like planning all of these ideas or like or just waiting and then you end up being static and it's like, you have to keep, and like you said, being an entrepreneur, you have to always be on the move. So when you really, you really helped our conversations help to drill that home, like just do it, just quick and dirty, just do it, just do it, just do it. And I definitely saw a really good, uh, good results from that. So definitely. Thank you. Thank you a lot. <laughs> be like, no,
1: you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm I'm glad that helped. And I'm glad that you like took it in your own hands and started. Yeah, of it happen, you
0: know? Cause I was like, when am I because I was like, I was sitting there and I'm like, why am I not? Why am I? Why isn't my Instagram growing? And it was like, because you're not, you're not doing anything. So I was just right. like, you have to take the necessary steps and do something about it. And if it's not, and I was thinking about what would people think? What would, what would my friends or like the people that we know, or the people that I know in my circles? what would they think? And I was thinking about so many things, like, who cares? <laughs>
1: right people are working on their own stuff they ain't
0: thinking about us yeah and and you're like people don't think about you the way you think about you and you just you need to focus on whatever you're doing and just go just go just go just go and I've noticed a lot of people are like oh man I've seen your Instagram grow so much over there and I'm just like because it's quick and dirty I'm really grateful for that so thank you so much and thank you so much for this conversation in general I was really really excited I wanted you to be on the podcast for a while so yeah, I'm so glad we so had some. I hope you're on again. Honestly,
1: <laughs> uh, anytime, yeah, pleasure's all mine. I'm happy to come back.
0: Yeah. So would you let the listeners know what you're currently working on? Oh, okay, currently
1: I am working on the Hero Planner. So I'm still out here doing events for it. I do events once a quarter in New York, and I'm working on having some here in Berlin, and also. I'm associate producing this television show in Berlin called Berlin After Dark, and it's all about conversations with creators. So it's basically a really fun late night art talk show, Uh, but it's very like 90s MTV. You can find it on YouTube, Berlin After Dark. (laughs) What else? Uh, Yeah, so there's those two things. I am doing some speaking stuff, like speaking gigs and things like that, aside from like my usual client work with uh, consulting. So those are, those are mainly the things that I've been up to professionally, work-wise. Where can everyone find you if they want to follow you or get to know you better? Ooh, you can find me at the hashtag hero um, on Instagram. To be determined, I might start doing YouTube videos again this year. Yeah. I to, so I think I'll be doing that this year. So you can that on the hashtag hero TV. Yep, and the hashtag hero.com so you can find all that good stuff.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Super Ivy, for taking the time out to speak with us on Carrieism Speaks. It means a lot.
1: Of course. Thank you again for having me. I'm so glad to be here.
0: One more time for the road. Thank you, Super Ivy, for taking the time out to speak with me on Carrieism Speaks. As a summary, make sure that you know what your dreams are. Go after them, have vision, and see what happens, and your wildest dreams will come true And also make sure to have a plan. Planning is very important. Make sure that you go and find Super Ivy at the hashtag hero on Instagram, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Facebook, and let her know that you found out about her through the Carries and Speaks podcast. Thank you all for tuning in. I am truly grateful for every single one of you. Please remember to subscribe to this podcast, rate it, and leave a review. Any feedback you have will be greatly appreciated. You can also contact me directly at Keriisms.com. That's K-E-R-R-I-I-S-M-S smscom This episode was produced by yours truly, Keriisms, and the music was provided by The Passion Hi-Fi. This has been your Carryisms coming to you live, reminding you to stay tuned and to stay true, my beautiful crew. Over and out!